0: Thanks for listening to our weekly podcast. If you would like to view the paintings used in today's ministry, we've made the images available to you in the PDF included with this message. If you're listening from our website at ncfok.org, today's episode includes a download PDF option. There you will find the painting images. Enjoy.
1: Where's Mrs. Kalen Burke? There you are, come on up, lady, it's on you. How many of you guys appreciate this lady coming up this way?
0: Thanks. <laughs> All right, thanks. Thank you. That's nice, you guys. I'm gonna scoot back so I can see everyone, but not step on paintings. All right, good morning, everybody. How's it going? Good. You know, I ask that and I can't actually sit down and hear how it's really going for everyone, but my heart means that, right? So um, so, anyways, my name is Kaylin Burke and uh, I'm the creative director here and um, slash serving wherever I can to make visions happen. So um, I have something really exciting today. You guys want a present from the Lord today? Yeah. All right, me too. Well, he's got something special for you today. And you might have noticed we have some paintings up here. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we have something really cool. So um, about probably about six months ago or so, the Lord started really uh, stirring my heart up about creativity and that he wants to use uh, the creative arts as an anointed expression of his kingdom, that the Father wants to release revelation of who he is. He wants to impart his love, and he wants his children to know who he is, and he can do that through paintings and dance and things that we do to express our creativity so you guys want to hear some more about that okay awesome so um why don't you say this with me if you want to say uh, god's going to speak to me specifically this morning he's got something awesome for me me. and he's already doing amazing things today today. and i'm going to learn something brand new and I'm going to be closer to the Father than ever before. And I'm going to be closer to the Father than ever before. All right. you guys believe that's going to happen? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I'm just going to dive right into it. We're going to do a super quick uh, teaching on kingdom creativity because I just want to set a biblical foundation, and, uh, and then we're going to minister to you guys through some paintings. Does that sound cool? Okay. Okay. So let's start out in the beginning in Genesis 1-1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the first thing God says about himself is that he is creative. He describes himself as a creative God. And so the fifth word in the Bible is actually created. So if God, you know, he could have described himself as our redeemer. He could have said, um, I'm going to be your healer or, or whatever. There's so many aspects of God. But for whatever reason, he decided to say first that he is our creator. So that's probably pretty significant, don't you think? So um, I'm sure the reason for this is multifaceted, but here is one thought. The Bible is addressing creation because the only one not created is God. So the words God speaks in the Bible will be heard by his created ones. They will want to know where they came from, and they will want to know the one who made them. So Romans one twenty says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. The Holy Spirit within us desires to reach the same revelatory power he imparted into his creation through the things that we make in partnership with him. So our drawings can reveal God's heart to heal. Our paintings can be a window into the spirit. Our poetry can break bondages. Our songs can prophesy destiny. Our dances can demolish strongholds. So the most creative one, amen, yeah. So the most creative one of all dwells in you and me, and he wants to create with us for his glory. So in the same way that God revealed his nature through his creation. So you can look at the tiny intricacies of like how a flower is. You know, flowers are so detailed. They're just amazing. And you can know something about God's character by seeing that that flower that he made, right? Or you can look up at the stars and see the giant expanse and the extravagance. And you can know something about God and his greatness by looking at what he made, right? So in the same way that we can look at God's creation and know something about God, He can work through us as his kids, and he can be known through the things that we make in partnership with him. Isn't that awesome? Okay. So what is the definition of create? Simple definition is to bring something into existence. All right. John 1, 1 through 5 says, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. He was present originally with God. So just want to pause on that? So God already existed. He was the only one not created, right? God and the Word, Jesus, who is all one. Okay, so all things were made and came into existence through him, and without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out or absorbed it or appropriated it or un or is unreceptive to it. So all things came into existence. So before you created a painting, it didn't exist. To create means to make something new that did not exist before. So you see it with your imagination first, and then you put your hand to creating it. Creativity requires faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Before creation is seen in the natural, you have to see it in your imagination. And I love Greg did a teaching a while back um, about imagination, and he said that imagination is the nexus or connection between soul and spirit. All right. So, faith is not blind; it's visionary. I love that she is coming to our church in October. Her and her husband. I'm excited. Woohoo! Wendy Backlund. Okay. So, uh, what is the first induction into the Faith Hall of Fame in Hebrews? So, Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Uh, now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So, God created. He brought something into existence, Right. Okay, uh, Romans four seventeen. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who, who believed. God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Right? It's all faith. It's all bringing things into existence by faith. Okay. Not only can our creations prophesy, our artwork itself is created as a result of the prophetic. We see it in our heart, believe it can exist, and call it forth even when we don't see it. To create is an action of faith, to call into existence something that did not previously exist. Okay, so the life and the life, the life and the light of what we create. So when we create in partnership with Jesus, the living word, the things we bring into existence through faith are infused with life and an unextinguishable light. So John 1, 1 through 5 says, In the beginning the word already existed. The word was with God. And the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, the Word. And nothing was created except through him, the Word, Jesus. So the Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So do you believe that our creations can be infused with the same life of the Word of God that was in God's creation? Yes, amen. Okay, so what does that look like when he brings life through our creations? Okay, so we can, through the creative arts, we can proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely we have received and freely we can give. That's Matthew 10, 7 through 8. So with the gifts of the Spirit, in partnership with creativity in the believer, we can minister the heart of God uniquely through all expressions of creativity. All right, so being healed by a painting. That's kind of weird, right? (laughs) But Jesus ministered in some pretty unique ways, right? And I figured if he can heal someone through a spit-mud ball, he can heal through a painting, right? (laughs) So... I'm not going to limit God with the canvas, okay? (laughs) So, um, let's see. So, I have a testimony. Um, Turns out there was a church who was already doing this stuff, and it's pretty awesome. And this is a testimony from them. Um, They they had a painting on display at their church, and I'm just going to read this testimony to you, okay? So, uh, one woman who had come to receive prayer in the healing rooms was met with an unexpected healing. On her way to a class in a group of about 15 people, she looked up at Fabiana's family painting, so that's the painting she saw, on the wall and immediately fell under the power of God. After taking the others to class, the leader returned only to see that another who had tried helping the woman get up and get to class also fell under the power of God. When they all finally made it into the classroom, the class broke out in laughter and no official class was able to be taught. The woman who fell under God's power while looking at the painting realized that she had a metal taste in her mouth and that she had regained mobility in her neck. Previously, she had had metal and four screws in her neck. But when she tasted the metal in her mouth, she felt the outside of her neck and could no longer feel the four screws. Oh, my goodness. This lady got healed by looking at that painting. Isn't that awesome? The life of Jesus was flowing through that painting and brought healing to her. Isn't that awesome? Man, I want that to happen here. That's going to happen here today. Okay, so next thing is equipping the saints. So why is this important for us? I believe God is releasing revelation to the church that is revolutionizing the way that we do ministry. I believe we are entering a time when the gospel will be preached through new creative means. People are designed uniquely and they receive love in different ways. The father knows how to intimately speak to the heart of each of his kids. One person may not be impacted by someone prophesying over them in a traditional way, but a prophetic painting may speak their language, completely opening their hearts to the father's love. So many saints have disqualified themselves from ministry because they can't stand behind a pulpit and preach. But my heart is for the revelation of creativity to launch believers into the unique ministry they are called to, whether in the church, the workplace, or at home. Genesis one one says the very first thing God decides to tell us about himself is that he was creative. Remember, we talked about the beginning. So we are made in his image, so every person has some form of creativity. All right, so even if you can't draw or paint, there's some sort of creativity in you because you're made in the image of the Father. So I just want to expand our thinking of what creativity looks like. You know, traditionally we think of it as, um, you know, all the creative arts. So you've got theater and And painting and drawing and dancing and singing and all that stuff. Well, let's expand it out to, like, woodworking or um, inventing with God. Or maybe God gives you a creative business idea that no one's ever done before. You know, creativity just means to bring something into existence. And so God wants his life to permeate your life wherever he's called you with the unique creativity that he's already put inside your being. All right. Okay. So... Um, I've personally heard Christians express doubts about their creative skills, thinking that God merely tolerates the time they spend on artistic projects. But God is not tolerating your gifts. He is celebrating them. I want the body to know that the Father is saying, yes, I designed you to create like me. You can release power of the gospel in a way that no one else can, reaching people that only you can reach when you partner with me to make something for my glory. So when we, are crea- we are created to create in the image of our creator. So the Father wants to partner with us for his glory. Okay, uh, the third thing that creativity can do is it impacts culture. So just the Wikipedia definition of the arts says, The arts represent an outlet of expression that is usually influenced by culture and which in turn helps to change culture. As such, the arts are a physical manifestation of the internal creative impulse. So from prehistory to present, the arts have played an integral role in defining culture. It is not by accident that God is positioning his kids to create. When we create from his heart, we release his heart. I'm going to say that again. When we create from God's heart, we can release God's heart. All right, the arts can be a vessel to permeate and transform culture, turning a generation back to the Father. All right. And also, creativity is key in launching God's army. So, I was watching Kung Fu Panda 3 with our girls the other day. Uh, <laughs> uh, besides the paganism, it's a really great movie. <laughs> um, but when I was watching this movie, I just had a light bulb moment. Um, because, so in this movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Kung Fu Panda 3, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to tell it. So um, so in the movie, the main panda guy teaches all the other pandas how to be themselves, basically. Like, if they're good at eating dumplings, he's like, go work on eating dumplings. okay?" <laughs> and he's like, if you're good at rolling down the hill, go train at rolling down the hill the very best that you can. Right, and so all these pandas are doing their panda things in the very best panda way that they panda can. Uh, (laughs) I just made that up. as was great. Creativity is flowing. Cornell, lay down a beat for me, okay? (laughs) So, so, but the cool thing was, the only way that they could defeat the enemy was when everyone was being fully themselves. When, when the dumpling eaters were eating the dumplings and all of that. When everyone was doing what they were called to do, their army was able to defeat the enemy and it released the captives. Go watch the movie. It's so prophetic. It's awesome. Okay, so, but there's such a revelation there, right? So when we really are releasing the creativity that God has put inside of us, whatever that looks like, and maybe you're going to do something that no one else has ever done before, and I hope you do. Go for it. Do it. Do it. So when we do that, we will rise up as as the army of God and we will release revelation of who the Father is in a way that has never happened before. So let's do it. Everybody, creativity, how you're made. Okay. So in summary, uh, pottery, culinary and baking, theater, woodworking, sculpture, knitting, crochet. The beauty of creativity is is that there's always potential for something completely new. So whatever you are created to do can release power when you partner with the Holy Spirit. The life-transforming love of God can be released as you do what you are uniquely created for. God is saying, yes, you are released into your unique ministry to create in the image of your Father. So my heart for you is to be empowered to do whatever you're called to do in whatever realm of influence you have, whether in the church, in the workplace, at home, uh, at school, and beyond. So the created ones doing what they were created to do and the presence of all, the almighty creator is such a wonderful way to give glory to God. Okay, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, awesome. Okay, so um, we're going to put it into practice real quick, and we want to minister to you guys through some paintings. Um, so what we did was um, I had a few people the Lord put on my heart just for this first run, and they were brave enough to, to take a risk with me. And so uh, yesterday we got together, and we spent about five hours, and we asked the Holy Spirit for a painting for someone specific who would be in the room today. And um, it's sort of like treasure hunting. If you guys have been treasure hunting, it's sort of like the creativity version of treasure hunting. So um, we, we may have known the person who it would be for, we may not have. We may have been like the person who be wearing a pink shirt today or something like that. Um, so, but we, we felt like the Holy Spirit gave us these specific paintings up here. And so, we're going to minister to you through these paintings. And I believe that the, the gifts of the Spirit are going to be in partnership with, with this whole thing going on. And that you're going to get healed. That you're going to receive prophetic words and encouragement. And our heart for you today is that you'll leave here feeling known by the Father. And feeling completely loved by Him. Okay? Alright. So, um, I want to start with a video... Um, Caleb Parker did a painting and he couldn't be here today. So I had him do a video. And so I want to start with that one. Um, uh,
2: This yep. is my painting. that i Uh, when I started it earlier, four hours ago, ago uh, I felt like the Lord said that it was for the men of uh, the covenant. And I felt like, uh, he wanted to just kind of make a picture of, what was happening in spirit for the men, of the body, in terms of creativity. And um, I kind of started out with uh, the star. And uh, I wasn't really sure what the star was at first. I knew it represented kind of like the source of creativity. Uh, And then kind of as I ended, it kind of turned into this uh, picture of Christ uh, with the crown of thorns and uh, the blood. And uh, and I just feel like he wanted me to start with, pink, which, you know, typically is not, in our culture, a very masculine color. But I felt like um, he's kind of wanting to take the limits off of what we think is creativity and what we are as men, and that uh, he's actually, well, these are kind of like bars, um, that he's actually kind of shadowing our boundaries in terms of creativity as men, and that there's a full spectrum of color to work with, um, metaphorically speaking. Um, there's all these different areas of creativity that we can step into as men and we can take off the stereotypes and this kind of represents the stereotypes uh, being burst by God's creativity being downloaded uh, into this man here. And um, I just really feel like the pink kind of represents, uh, there's a secret passion in men's hearts that's wanting to get out um, and the Lord of God kind of uh, has a way of mingling with our hearts desires and I feel like there's this thing inside of a lot of men that God is wanting to release but we really have to let these these stereotypes of what it means to be masculine fall off so we can dive into the creativity and you know the source of uh, the purchase for our creativity is the blood of Christ you know he purchased our ability to come back into true creativity which is in the spirit and so that's my awesome
0: isn't that awesome um, and actually, uh, before we get started, I just want to pray for you guys. So if this, what I just shared did something in your heart, I want you to stand up. If that's something that you want, like, yes, I want to move forward in creativity. Would you go ahead and stand up and I want to pray for you really quick. And especially the men, if uh, Caleb's painting, if you want to be released into creativity, maybe your heart's not doing anything on that yet, but you want to be, go ahead and stand up too. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, Jesus, thank you for your anointing. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I open the gates of creativity in this house. And I just thank you, God, that you have designed each person so uniquely And I just release the creativity to flow uniquely through each person right now in the name of Jesus, that they are released into that, released into the fullness of their destiny now in Jesus' name, that you are designed to impact culture. You are designed to reveal the love of the Father. And I just impart that now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Jesus, that your blood purchased and redeemed our creativity and your blood is returning us to true creativity that you intended. In Jesus' name. And we, I just release that now. In Jesus' name. Alright. Awesome. Okay. So, I'm going to move this over. Um, if you were at the workshop yesterday, if you would come and sit on the front row, that would be awesome. So we can keep it moving. Oops. Okay. you guys excited? wonder what Holy Spirit's going to do, it's going to be so awesome. Okay, I'm going to go first just to break the ice. And uh, so I feel like this painting is for um, someone who is from China and the, the month of December, I'm just going to throw that out there, it's the month of December, something significant. Not December, but Han, if it's that. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, Han. Huh? Oh, yes. Okay. Does the month of December mean anything to you? It's what? It's your birthday? Oh, that is significant. Yeah. Okay. Do you mind coming up? Do you mind coming up to the front to receive this painting? You don't have to. I could bring it to you if you want. I, I don't make you feel uncomfortable. Okay. Awesome. That's so cool. All right. So what's your name? Uha. Sorry? Wuha. Uha, it's such an honor to meet you. Awesome. So you're from China and your birthday's in December? Okay, wow. Okay, so this is your painting. Um Wow. So this this painting um. Let me grab my little piece of paper, sorry. What? Oh, there it is. Okay. So, um, the name of this painting is called Shine. And I felt like God is saying, unsheath the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So, unsheath and shine. So, in the gray areas of your life, unsheath and shine, and the light of truth will penetrate with purity. So, and I I felt like um, this is like an ancient Chinese warrior. And I felt like you have a heritage of warriors that you come from, but God has called you as a redeeming warrior. And so this is like a portrait of you unsheathing the sword of truth. So what does that mean to you? I
3: don't quite understand. Okay. Can I read it? Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, To like... Take the sheath off of a sword. It's like the cover, you have to open it kind of, yeah.
3: I'm a minority from China, grew up learning speak Chinese. And I know education is the only way it can change my life. And when I got to high school, I started reading the Bible. I was very grateful because I learned Chinese, so I was able to understand the Bible. Then I mean, later on, I decided to follow Jesus. So reading Bible has being very, very important to me because I thought there are so many scientists and uh, famous professors and this and that. We never learned they were Christians until I went to college and read this book and that book. said, oh, those smart people are Christians. They believe in God. I'm not as smart as they are, but I think I can <laughs> believe Him too. Just start with that, so... Reading Bible and actually leave it out, like love love others, like the way I love myself, this is, I love God, I live like that. But I moved to America, I don't want to read the Bible anymore. I'm not able to pray (laughs) because all the transitions has been very hard, so... This is great, because yesterday I started, I'm going to go back to reading my Bible when my boy is taking a nap. So so I'm starting from Luke again. So, thank you. Thank
4: you, Jesus.
0: Awesome. Can I pray for you? Hold on. I want to pray for you real quick, okay? Let's, Let's pray for it together, okay? So, Jesus, we just thank you so much for your precious, precious daughter. And we just uh, thank you that she is anointed to understand your word and she's anointed to receive revelation straight from your heart. And so God, we just we just break off any chains of history and we release you into the fullness of everything God has called you to to fully be known by him. In Jesus name. Thank you Jesus.
4: Awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you awesome listeners too. Let's thank
0: that. Awesome. Wow. Wow, that's so awesome. What's the next one? Man, Jesus is awesome. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> All right, Anais, you gonna come on up? I think I, I can hold it for you. My paper here.
5: Okay. So my name's Anais Redding and um I did this painting yesterday along with everybody else while worshiping Jesus and um I wrote down some specific things about the person that God asked me to paint these for. Um, She's under the age of 30, and her name starts with an M. I think I know who she is. And so I'm just going to call you up here. It's for you, Melanie. I wasn't sure it was for her until this morning, actually. What's your name? Melanie. Melanie. Yeah, okay. And this is your first time here, right? Yeah. So I wrote down what um, the Holy Spirit put in my heart to read to you. So, so you feel like you've been walking in the rain for such a long time. You've lost and you have mourned. But God says, I see you and I want to break through in your life. I want to equip you in. And I want, to, I want to give you the desires. I want you to have the same desires that I have. I want them to align. While I can promise you that it will not rain again, I can promise you that if you choose to partnership with me, I will not let you walk alone. I want to walk beside you in the sunshine and in the rain. I want you to live and experience walking in newness of life. I want to restore you and I want to renew you. Nothing you have done, or endure can separate you from me. I love you. And so I also wrote some scriptures for you that you can read, but it's from Romans 8:38 to 30, um, 35 to 38. So this is for you, Melanie. You. you want to pray for
0: it?
5: God, I just pray, Lord, that um, you impart in her life, Lord, that you break through in her life, that her desires align with your desires, Lord. You love her so much, and it's today that you just demonstrate that to her even more, Father. We love you so much. In your Son, Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the next one we have up there? All right, Candy. Hey,
6: can you please, uh, please.
4: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Carol, this is. I just feel. In my heart, this is for you. would you Would you come up? Come here. Okay. The Lord gave me uh, tabernacle colors for this. Um, in that tabernacle in the wilderness, the, there was red, blue, and purple. And this represents the veil or the tabernacle where God dwelt behind the veil. And the cross made a way for all of us to go into the tabernacle freely to be with him. Of course, this looks like the blood of Jesus, which that's how we all enter into the tabernacle is through the blood. But the Lord showed me that you are going to enter in to the tabernacle as a prayer warrior. And you're going to have on your breast... The tribes of your people. They are jewels to the Lord. Just like the priest had the jewels on his breastplate as he went into the tabernacle to represent all the tribes of Israel, you're going to enter into the place of intercession and prayer for your people, for your family. And you're going to take them as precious jewels into the veil, through the veil, through the blood of Christ, and you're going to begin to pray and intercede for them. And also, I want you to understand that healing comes to you through the blood of Christ. And as you look on this, that you can be reminded that the blood, the body and the blood of Christ was broken for you, for your people, for your family, for your friends, For everyone, the blood and the body was broken for you so that you can receive healing and you can go in and bring that into God as your precious precious people into God to appropriate healing for them. Does that mean anything for you? Let's pray. Would you all help me pray? Carol, let's pray for healing. This is going to remind you of what Jesus did and the healing that is yours, that is available. I believe God is going to anoint you as an intercessor for your family, for your people, and heal your body and restore you. Father, we just thank you right now for the restoring property of the Lord Jesus Christ, his blood that was shed. We thank you right now for you appropriating that blood for Carol's family, for her people, Lord. Lord, we value and know that the Native American people are treasures to you. And we thank you right now, Lord, for appropriating that blood for them. And we thank you, Lord, that you're going to heal Carol from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, that she will receive your her, her healing, Lord. And as she goes in, she's going to find you there, Lord, waiting for her entering into the Holy of Holies by the blood, where she will receive more revelation of who you are, Jesus, and who you are to her loved ones, to her family. In Jesus' name, we pray blessings. In Jesus' name. Amen. I got to do two, <laughs> um okay, well, one was drying. I was working on another one all right uh, I felt like this is for the behind you han this uh this young man, and I don't know your name what Daniel? would you come up, please? thank you, Lord. Okay, Daniel. I don't know you. I don't know you, Daniel, but um I don't know anything about you. But when I did this painting, it was like the the Lord was showing me the window to heaven. And uh around this is a lot of storms and waves and water. And uh things that would cause unrest. But As you look to the Lord, there's a breeze blowing through this window, and that's Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants wants to move in your life, and that breeze of the Spirit is blowing in your life right now. It's blowing in your life, and you just need to receive. The dove represents the Holy Spirit. You just need to receive what Holy Spirit wants to do,
7: in your life. you. Yes, awesome. Um it's just uh, you know, I've been uh in the past I've been lacking off and stuff like that and you know, I know the Holy Spirit and you know, as a kid growing up, you know, I really want uh, I really wanted the Holy Spirit to, to come into my life, you know, and uh, I grew up uh I accepted Jesus Christ when I was young, and um, I really do believe in the Holy Spirit, and, you know, and I always yearn for the Holy Spirit, and, you know, I always had a struggle with the Holy Spirit, you know, Um, and I'll be trying to, like, at night, I'll be praying and stuff like that, but Holy Spirit come into my heart, come into my life, and I I do receive that because, I mean, that's that's right on, and I I really do appreciate it, and I love it. Thank you.
1: the tangibility of the Holy Spirit in his life. Amen. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing and even that you've called him out. Just to remind him, Father, how much you love him and that you're highlighting him. And Lord, that you don't just tolerate Daniel, but you do celebrate him. And Father, you know, he knows what this means in his heart and we just thank you for just revealing yourself to him, even through Holy Spirit in a, in a powerful and a fresh way. And we thank you for this encounter, Father, that this marks a new day, a new direction for Him. And we just speak and release your blessing on Him in Jesus' name. Amen. All
0: right, I think Abby's next. Yeah.
8: Well, my painting is I feel like for Miss Lisa Campbell. Mm -hmm. And this is your crown, which let me get my paper out. Y'all are all cute with your little papers. I have like three pages. But um, (laughs) this is for you. This is your crown that God wants to give you. Um, Okay, and the crown represents your identity. Um, the leaves represent growth and renewal, and Jesus took your sinful identity in the form of a crown of thorns, and now he's giving you what he transformed the th- thorns into, a healthy new plant. Um, and the circles on the bottom represent wholeness and completeness. There's nothing you can do to change who you are in Christ. And I got this scripture from Romans 8:15 through 17. This resurrection life that you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. The Bible says that we are crucified with Christ, so you don't go to, back to the tomb every day. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are. We know who he is, and we know who we are, father and children. And we know we're going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him. You are royalty, but if a king or a queen is unaware that they're royalty, they're unable to wield the power their position gives them. This painting is a reminder to you of your identity, so you can walk in it.
3: Mm -hmm. I'm on an adventure. I'm on
6: an adventure right now, so this is right on. Right on. You'll hear about that later. Oh, yes. I want
8: that. There was another thing on the bottom. Okay. Cool. God, I just pray that you would um, give Miss Lisa a full understanding of how much you love her and um, how much you want to go on an adventure with her and that her identity, that she is royalty and that she has authority and power in who she is in you, God, and that she would just be ready for whatever is coming at her, God, because she knows who she is in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: All right, Nicole.
6: Okay, this one I had a lot of fun with. Um, This one represents someone who's been struggling with feeling protected by God. Is that anyone in here this morning? By By not, not being protected like they, so this represents an angel's wing which, um, to me, represents the God's protection. So is there anyone in here this morning? Anyone who feels like
0: they haven't experienced
6: God's protection? Yes, and someone who's struggling with that. Come on up, Bianca. All right. So, uh, like I was saying the the, this side of it represents an angel's wing. Um, and specifically it's a reminder that, that, uh, God sends a specific angel, um, in charge over you to follow you wherever you go and that you're, you're thoroughly protected in all your comings and goings. Um, it's a reminder that God loves you and he's a good, good father and that you're safe under his wing of protection. That's the best place to be when, when you're following Christ. Um, The middle part here represents a path and it just represents that God's path is clear and that when we follow his way, um, he makes a way out of no way and that his path is perfect for us. So. <laughs>
9: <laughs> that yeah. Yeah, sure, okay. Um, so last, last week, um, while I was in my office having my prayer time, um, at work, I was reading and then all of a sudden I thought about all of the hardships that happened to me and I said, God, I, why weren't you there? Why weren't you there to cover me? Um, When people hurt me, when my family left me and I, God gave me a strange sense of comfort, but I didn't get an answer. And so I was still sitting there, like, "Well, God, I know you. I know you're good. But why? Why weren't you there? Why? Why?" And I just think that this is just so timely. Um, and the fact that God gave me peace before He actually gave me an answer. And I just, I just thank you so much, Nicole. <laughs> awesome.
6: want to pray? Yeah. All right. So.
9: Father God, I just thank you Lord, that you're an
6: ultimate protector that when you say that you're a good good father, protection comes with that and so I thank you Lord, that you're showing Bianca just a new level to who you are as, as a good father thank you for her, her protection um, and her comings and goings Lord and just thank you that you're healing her heart that you're making her heart whole again father and all those times when she may have felt that you weren't you weren't there you were there father and thank you that you're just showing her a new uh, a new side of you amen. Okay. So I got to do two too. Super excited. <laughs> um, so I got two different things. So I'm just going to share both. Um, the first was that see the colors are super bright. Um, and I felt like this is for someone who has maybe stopped dreaming. They've, they've just stopped dreaming for God. And so this is just a reminder that you know, God just wants to give you bright, vivid dreams again. And so if that's anyone this morning, don't hesitate to come up. um, so that was, the, that was the, the first part of that. Um, in the middle, the word says pure, and it's kind of hard to see. Uh, it's a little bit dark, but I also thought this also may be for someone who is struggling with their purity walk and feeling unworthy um, in the eyes of God. Well, this is just a reminder to say that, um, that you're pure in God's eyes, that you're, you're clean before him and that worthy of all the good things that he has for you. So whoever whoever that may kind of fall fall under, don't hesitate, anybody somebody oh hey, hey Amy <laughs> amen so yeah, um okay okay well, let's, just pray for Amy. let's just pray, Father God, just thank you for Amy, Lord, I thank you for our heart. Father, I thank you that she's prayer before you. Anytime that she can come before you and just pour her heart out for you, God, that you accept that. And that is that is clean. That's blameless in your sight, Father. So I thank you. Just, you love Amy so much. I thank you that any, any time that she comes before you and she's feeling unworthy, that she can look at this painting and know her worth in you, Father. Thank you, Lord, so much. Amen.
0: Is it okay if we finish? It's twelve. Okay. All right. All right. Holly. We'll
10: have to be pretty fast. Okay. Um. So. I'll just go ahead and call on it, um, Maggie, and your husband, Nick <laughs> Jackson. <Thank you. laughs> And wherever your baby girl is, it's for her, too. For the sake of time, we'll just give it for you guys. Um, so I wrote a lot of this, so that way I don't have to say it all out loud. And I'm just going to ask Holy Spirit what things that I'm supposed to share so that everybody can hear the parts of it that everybody needs. Um, the first thing I heard was that this was um, a painting, not just for you, but I kept hearing the word entrepreneurship. I know that's you guys in the natural, but originally when I first started the painting, I didn't know it was specifically for, the, for your family. But I got the sense that this is um, God saying, I am rolling out a red carpet for you. And he had me paint it crimson red. (laughs) And there was a whole bunch of royalty into the the things that he showed me for the colors and the patterning in it. Everything about this was elegance and extravagance. And that's what he was saying. The scripture that he has for you to meditate on, and I'm not going to read the entirety, but I will read two verses in just a second, is Psalm chapter 16. 16. And it was very obvious that you were stepping out of the throne room, that you were from a position of having been in the throne room. And I felt like this was for you guys as a family, all three of you guys together. Togetherness and family is very much what I heard in this. But Nick, even though I know you have a whole lot of entrepreneur in you, I heard that this painting was very specifically to Maggie. And I don't know details. But Maggie, you're the one whose foot was stepping out. And I don't know if you can tell, that's kind of like dust, like moving out of the way as your foot is coming out, coming forward. But you're side by side. There's the baby feet in the middle. There's the three of you guys together. (laughs) Um, And actually, you can kind of see more of the feet down there. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) three-dimensional. Anyway, um, so that It it was very important that he was saying that he has for it to be something that keeps your family together. I know that for some people, it feels like entrepreneurship can be a very heavy, hard role. But how he's going to do it is in a way that preserves that family. Because what's not seen in the picture, but I sensed, was that as you're stepping out, it's going to bring those who follow behind, because this picture was all about entrepreneurship, but not just for you. It's you guys have kingdom heart. You have kingdom wealth. And because you're in that throne room, his kingdom wealth is going to flow through you guys to release many, many, many more because you carry his wealth. His wealth is limitless. There is no end to the wealth that he has. And so you guys are going to be able to unlock others through that rolling out of the red carpet that he is doing for you as you're walking by faith. And then at the end, I'll just read the two verses at the very end.
11: So this speaks to, um, at least to me, on so many levels. Um, My family has a car dealership, and growing up in that, uh, being the youngest of four, the older three kind of took the reins on that. Um, just because of time, not really any hard feelings, just being the youngest and, uh, you kind of feel left out. Um, we have a coffee shop in Enid, uh, and, uh, just last night we, uh, or Friday we had a grand reopening, bought a lot of money to, uh, improve that just kind of wondering how that's going. So it kind of speaks on that level. But the thing that warmed my heart was, um, We have groups there that meet um, for Bible studies and things of that nature. So I walked to the back, and there was a guy there leading a Bible study, like 15 people there. And, uh, you know, you could just feel the Holy Spirit in that place. And um, I stopped him. I said, guys, um, I just want to say something real quick, if that's okay. And he said, yeah, sure. And I said, hey, um, the fact that you guys are here loving on Jesus in our store is my wife and I fulfilling our destiny. We used to want to be um, cross-cultural um, missionaries and move away, and um, we thought being poor, you know, kind of equated uh, being holy. Um, but there really is a way to glorify God in doing business well, serving an awesome product, and bringing the kingdom um, to our culture. So this is awesome.
10: So I'm just going to pray over you the two sections of of Psalm 16 that specifically apply to that painting very specifically. You see in the upper right that table, and it has the three legs. I explain the details as to why that in your note. Um, But for the table, you see the goblets and you see the pitcher. uh, This is verse 5 and 6. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure; the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. And I just speak that over you, and I declare that over you and your family, the three of you, for what you are bringing to the rest of us and to the kingdom of God. In the last verse, verse eleven from that chapter, you make known to me the path of life you see that's a path there, (laughs) a royal purple with the red carpet being laid out. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And I felt like on the sides in that golden sides of the painting, it was like billowing curtains and glittering shimmering curtains of his throne room, that glorious place that he is
0: All right. You want to share, Rachel?
10: Awesome. We'll do style to make her feel comfortable. So, did you have any specific clues or thoughts regarding who this is for? Any keywords to help identify who this painting was for?
12: Maybe someone who knows what it means.
10: Is there a specific element that you think would mean something to someone from this painting? Someone
12: whose
10: favorite color is blue? Someone whose favorite color is blue. If your favorite color is blue. I know it's not in the painting, but yesterday when she jotted out her notes of what she was hearing from Holy Spirit, she had on a piece of paper the color blue. It's, it, it's not painted in here, but she had that as one of her treasure hunt clues on her yeah. note. Okay. All right, Pastor CJ. <laughs> this is yours.
1: Is that, a is that a tornado?
10: Yes. So, exactly what is in the center of that tornado? What is that? The throne of God. The of God. The throne of God. The throne of God. Okay, so if you want to tell me what is right here at the top of the painting in the center, what what was it supposed to be? And second, tell me what did you feel it became or look like after you painted it?
12: I thought it was I should put a tree on top and then I saw maybe a face on the in the middle of the tree.
10: And then later what did you tell me you felt like the tree represented? It reminded you of what?
12: When Jesus was born.
10: What are the two colors on either side of the tree, and what do they represent?
12: There's green and red. The green is the angels, and the red is the demons.
10: Okay. So we see on the left-hand side and on the right-hand side. Now, what happened as you began painting... And we have the angels on the left, and we have the demons on the right. What did you see happened as you were painting? You suddenly felt like you needed to change the color to what color?
12: To white. Some of the demons would be white because after the tornado they've been in, they decided to, well, it was more like demons who went away from people, and those people became Christians.
10: So she saw the picture that from the throne room of God in the center of that tornado, that as a result of that, what she was describing to me was that there was a change that took place. And now that those, where there once had been demons, now there was a salvation that took place, changing and casting out the evil and replacing it with God. So very specifically on the bottom right, that one's not just any old demon, it's specifically a dragon. So as she and I prayed together, what we believed, she did all the painting. And then last night, she asked me, Mommy, can I tell you what it means and what I know? And then can I ask you to help me figure out the rest? <laughs> so she shared all that with me. And what I heard God saying is that there was deliverance. That, was, that he was bringing forth deliverance and casting out. And be, basically, because that's the throne room, it's dethroning the evil powers in that place. And as it was multiple ones there, I felt like whoever it was for was probably someone who had authority to help be delivering other people of the evil that was oppressing. <laughs> Do you want to pray for procedure? Do you want to pray a quick blessing? As he carries out what God is
12: showing us through that picture. I hope this painting could help you or remind you something that you might need Mm alone.
10: So, Heavenly Father, we just declare that as Rachel has seen this painting, as she has seen what God is doing from his throne room. And Father God, that you have given us authority, you've given Pastor CJ authority um, in the spirit realm to cast out demons, to drive out evil, because he is a man who meets with God, and he meets with God in the throne room. And as a result of that, um, salvation comes forth. And as Rachel saw that there was lots of salvation, that once the original painting was the the darkness and and the evil, but that it changed and it became the brightness and it became that transformation and that salvation. We just decree and we declare that over this place, the salvation and the deliverance that you have for for us as a people and that you have given um, Pastor CJ the authority to bring that forth and to bring us together to equip us that we can see that come forth in this place.
0: All right, you want to do this one too? Do you know who this one's for? I don't know. Do you have any clues for this one? No. No? Okay. Does anybody bear witness or want this painting? It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, from Galatians. Awesome. Anybody? All right, come on up. This one's yours. No? Okay. What's your name? Chris. Chris. Okay. You have anything specific? Um. Make sure you,
10: what, what part was important there?
0: It's a
12: bowl full on a desk in a room. And. I was going to put a door, but I decided not to, so I kind of painted over it, and so then I didn't want it to look like something was there, so I just painted it around the whole thing. Yeah.
0: But I didn't paint the whole thing. Awesome. Is it have anything specific meaning you want to tell Um...
12: I thought maybe someone might, well, someone might need to learn something about the fruit and learn how to just have a reminder of something.
10: And she felt like it was significant, the desk, that, that the bowl of fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, specifically over the desk. That was something that she felt was important about the placement of it. And I know... As we, she and I talked, I know the fruit of the Spirit is something we don't conjure up within ourselves. It's a, it's not the fruit of Holly or the fruit of Rachel or anybody else. It's the fruit of Holy Spirit. And so it's something that he imparts and something that we can receive, we can taste, and we can... What was the significance of
11: the desk?
12: Um, well, the desk, it's supposed to be with those, like, maybe someone ha- was, like, had a fruit, a bowl of fruit on a desk they will have, or maybe someone was going to paint a fruit, a bowl of fruit or something. That, that might be a clue, but it wasn't.
10: So does desk mean something to you?
7: I consider myself a God-fearing businessman, and I'm in need of a desk.
10: Well, I, I did remember thinking that when she said desk, I felt like it had something to do with work, so...
7: Well, I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm speechless out of the mouth of babes
10: Well, if it's for your work and if if you're in need of a desk for work, he's wanting to say that he his that he's wanting to establish your work, his fruit is going to show up in your business and in your work that he is reminding you that he's already done that. you don't have to come up with it in and of yourself. He has that for you and he's reminding you that it's yours. It's your fruit to taste and see that he is good in your workplace, in your place of business, in the place that you work.
0: Amen. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, last one, guys. This is amazing.
13: Okay, um, well, I've just, uh, okay. (laughs) I have a living spring, okay, (laughs) and it's going to come out. (laughs) Um, Thanks. So I've just had a revelation lately that (laughs) each and every one of us God has a song for, a specific song for each and every one of us. You know, we sing praises to him all the time, and he's never asked us to do anything that he hasn't done first. And every day he sings our song over us. (laughs) When I started painting this, I didn't know really what it was. I just kept thinking it doesn't look like anything. (laughs) And I got the majority of the way through it. And he said, okay, but what does it feel like? And I said, it feels like a song. (laughs) I didn't know who it was for until this morning. (laughs) Natalie, oh you come up. I just feel like God wants to remind you or give you a reminder that he sings a song over you every day of love and passion. And that you can show other people that they have a song too. Wow. That's all.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Great, pray. Yeah, go and pray.
13: Father, I just thank you so much for Natalie and for the song you've created for her and that you sing over her. And I thank you for the songs over every person in this place, that they will discover that their specific song that you sing over them. And Father, I just thank you for your love that you pour out on us in Jesus' name.
1: Let's all stand together. Was that pretty cool or what? Amen. Oh, man. I feel messed up right now. <laughs> but I, my prayer is that you all leave with, with this one thing, one, that God celebrates you. He doesn't tolerate you. He celebrates you. And I hope you, you leave with the understanding of the invitation that he so desires to partner with you through all kinds of crazy, cool stuff, you know, amazing adventures. Let's let him break off that, that, um, that stuff that, you know, we box ourselves in with how God wants to use us or speak to us or through us and everything, and let's let him be God in our lives and let him flow through us, amen? I mean, it was so cool when, when, you know, when, when Caitlin said, this, you know, someone who's here from China, of course we're thinking Han. And then when Hans said, sorry, December doesn't mean anything to me, and it's like, oh, no, God messed up. (laughs) Oh, no, what are we going to do now? You know, I mean, you kind of get those thoughts. And then this young lady, have you been here before? First time here. So get in, God, amazing. Amazing. So, Father, we just thank you so much that you're so wonderful. You're so amazing. And, and Lord, you love us in a, in a crazy, passionate kind of way. And I just pray that we get that. And, Lord, that we say yes, just like that song we sang this morning, that we say yes to you and we say yes to your invitation. And we just want to partner with you, Father, to see your kingdom manifested in, in a powerful way in this region, in this county, so that people truly are set free. And we just thank you, Father, that you are equipping us and you, you're calling us. And, Lord, you're loving us. And we say yes to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week. We'll see you next time. See you Wednesday morning, 7 o'clock.